Welcome back, folks, to Two Brits, One Puck. I'm your host, Mr. Intangibles, and a badge-flashing boy, Dan Masters, with my good friend, a once-a-day exerciser, and a man who classes working from home as playing on his Switch. Will every human, well, how you doing? Well, I was all right until you slandered me like that. I haven't been playing the Switch at all, because my... Oh, sorry. My dear wife has Animal Crossing, so I can't I can't play it. Oh, yeah. There's no way you're getting on it now, is there? It's, it's over. It's over. And, and when I do, it's only to live life as a second-class citizen on said Animal Crossing Island. <laughs> that might be the greatest piece of, maybe not marketing, the release production ever with Animal Crossing coming out just as everybody has to stay indoors and do nothing. So all they can do all day is farm and make friends on their animal kingdom. In it, here's, here's a very slow game that takes up all of your time and uh, here's a lot of time to invest in it. And then like... Yeah, exactly. Like Doom Eternal has come out as well. Like the Final Fantasy VII remake's coming out in a couple of weeks. It's good timing. Also, luckily as well, there's plenty to watch on Netflix at the moment. So I'm going to ask you this question. How much of Tiger King have you watched as of today? I think we've watched four episodes. We've just gotten to the episode where Jeff Lowe gets involved. <laughs> which we'll, we'll throw out there. If anyone hasn't watched Tiger King yet, it's been incredible so far. Go out and watch it. There will be a couple of spoilers now, I'd imagine. Yes, there'll be there'll be no hiding of what's happened or what you've seen. Because I've seen all of it already. You've only seen up to season four, uh, episode four, so that's fine. But we are going to spoil it, folks. Because it's one of the most... I, I don't know how Netflix do it. They seem to find these people to be documentary subjects... And then I sit here, mouth agog, for 10 episodes or so, just saying out loud, oh, come on, what? No. No, you're kidding. No, this can't be. No, every, what? Every single step every is time. just gobsmacking. Absolutely gobsmacking. And, and like you say, all these ones I say, so this one, the Tiger King, the abducted in plain sight. The yeah, the perfect the crime one, whatever it was called. What, evil genius? You know the one with the guy with the bombs? Yeah, yeah, Evil yeah, Genius, evil, that was evil, it. That one genius. was ridiculous. What, what was the original? Making a Murderer. The Stephen, Making a murderer. Stephen Avery, the original one. What's all about the nuns? Oh, The Keepers. The Keepers, yeah. The Keepers. That was oh. amazing. What did we watch through the week? What was one we watched through the week that we were just laughing our asses off at? <laughs> I can't even tell you. All right, hold on. It was like three weeks ago, in a simpler time. <laughs> Pre, Pre-COVID. I've got to PC, know. yeah. I've got to know. Oh, don't fuck with cats. Oh, of course. Of course. And don't fuck with cats as well. And every time, they just they just keep finding these people. How have you found these people to, to film? And th- this insane. is the thing. It's, it's things where, stories where you end up thinking, how did I not know about this before? How is this not <laughs> the most common yeah. knowledge? How is this not the first story on the news every single night for like two months? Like, why do I know about half the shit stories and history that I know about, but I don't know about all this fucking mental stuff that's happening all the time? <laughs> How do I not know about Joe Exotic and Bagdan Antle? <laughs> Bagvadan. Bagvadan. Bagvadan? Bagvadan. Bagvadan. Crazy bastard. <laughs> Bag for life Antle, whatever his name is. <laughs> Dude. It was 25 minutes into the first episode and this guy comes sauntering in on a fucking elephant and I was like, all right, let's go. Here we go. Now business just picked up. Chunky geezer wearing, isn't it like an Under Armour button-up shirt or something? It's like a sportswear button-up shirt. An Indiana Jones hat. Big white ponytail, a fat white like soul patch. And then you come to learn a few episodes later that he's got fucking seven wives. He... He pays them all $100 a week. He exclusively hires 16-year-old girls who he intends to have sex with. So what the... 
<laughs> and he's not even he's in some ways the most level headed reasonable person in the fucking documentary there was something else on don't fuck with cats that they just kind of oh yeah when that biker gang that looked after animals made that guy kill himself and they just kind of glossed over it on this one the woman who runs the big cat shelter had her husband murdered and fed to tigers and they just kind of glossed over it really <laughs> like she's not the star of the show that's how fucked up this whole thing is she's a side character and she had her husband killed and fed to tigers, allegedly. 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 I still believe he flew, he flew that tiny little plane to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> and just decided to jump out over the ocean. It's, it's not even... So she, she had her husband killed uh, and fed to tigers, allegedly. Or hid in a septic tank under a caravan, allegedly. But immediately after... Before doing that, or whatever, changed his will. So, so it said... <laughs> If, if I disappear, <laughs> not if I die, if I disappear. And, uh, I love it because the document, the documentarian gives that form to the to that lawyer, and that lawyer goes, "Wow, I've never seen that before." It says, "In case I disappear." That's weird. <laughs> like, come on, thirty-seven years of lawyering, and then yeah, she she registers him as dead the second <laughs> that she's legally able to. Yeah, it's five what? years and one day. Well, there's an ongoing police investigation into his disappearance. <laughs> He's now... Oh, dear and she's me. on camera. Oh, I never got to have a funeral. Because <laughs> yeah, he didn't fucking choose to, you psycho. <laughs> oh, oh dearie me. It's true about that bag for life, dude. Like you said, he's the most level-headed man in it. And he's walking around on fucking elephants and shit in the middle of Florida. He's a fucking elephant-riding pedo. Like... <laughs> allegedly. Alleg- not even allegedly. Well, maybe. Like, 100%. Oh. It's crazy. It's absolutely mental. It's as mental as you would expect a documentary about a gay polygamist who owns a private zoo. In the middle of Oklahoma, who's called Joe Exotic, to be, it's just to be, that yeah, mental. yeah, it's just that mental. As oh crazy as you think it is, it is that crazy. And the, the beautiful thing was, I thought I saw him, and I thought, I swear I recognise him. And he's the geezer. Did you ever see the Louis Theroux documentary on big cats? Yes, private, I did. Private prisons. Yeah, he's the guy who threatened to fucking shoot Louis Theroux <laughs> if he yeah. come. If he, he's like, if. <laughs> If you got bitten by a lion, I'd sooner shoot you than the fucking lion. <laughs> I can oh, tell you yeah. this now, without any spoilers, there is still more crazy stuff to come. I'm, it's unbelievable. Do not doubt that for a second. <laughs> okay. Shout out to one of his husbands as well, sitting there without his shirt on like Randy from Trailer Park Boys. Just, just <laughs> the, whole, the whole time he's doing his piece to camera, he just sat there with no shirt on and khaki pants. <laughs> the, the best... Like Randy Bobandy. The best unspoken like subplot of that entire documentary is that guy's dental journey. <laughs> How he st- starts out marrying Joe Exotic and he's got like a reasonable number of teeth, and then he's doing this fucking interview, and you can his teeth are doing fucking social distancing. Like he's da- yeah, well not, not even that. He's down to sort of four teeth by the, by the end of the interview. Oh, fucking hell, dude! And then and the third husband, yeah, it's just um. That video interview with him, he's just some, like, 19-year-old kid. Some surfer dude from California. I forget what the question is they ask him, but they ask him something about being married to Joe Exotic and this this John guy, and he says something along the lines of, 
loves a weird thing or something like that and then just has this really awkward <laughs> silence afterwards that absolutely screams yeah I'm being held against my will in this in this marriage I can't say anything but yeah um, it get it gets weirder and sadder so and much weirder so so excited <laughs> Joe Exotic says to that to the new boy I can't remember the new boy's name what's his name again not his husband not his first husband the one he they have like a <laughs> Travis sorry Travis, that's it. He says to Travis, do you watch porn? And Travis says, yeah. And he says, when you're seeing a man do a woman, do you like to see a guy do it with a small cock or a big cock? And he says, well, a big one. And then Joe goes, oh, maybe you're not that. Maybe you're a bit gay then. <laughs> or something like that. And the next week they're married. <laughs> next week, it's a three-way marriage. And John's just like, well, I guess I guess so. Yeah, I guess. And then the geezer burns down his own fucking alligator studio just to get rid of incriminating evidence that he requested be filmed of him <laughs> and then proceeds to film himself. Dude, the director! That, the how fucking... that, like, that <laughs> director, we, dude! We just saw the bit where Joe Exotic goes to the goes to the lawyers and he's still filming himself. <laughs> and the lawyer implies well, to get rid of this incriminating evidence he better burn the fucking studio down. And then, so that's on tape and then we've got on tape jokes like in the car afterwards saying oh I'm sure someone would would need 10 grand and want to make a name for themselves <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's unbelievable my dream job now is Netflix researcher that's my dream job just can you fly to this fucking mental place and film this fucking mental thing yeah of course I can no problem <laughs> Just nah, you never know where you're going to end up. Nah, it's, not at it's all. Crazy because you're going to end crazy. up surrounded by people like fucking Joy Exotic. Incredible television. They've kind of, they've kind of, as weird and as bizarre as Joe Exotic is and Mister Bag for Life, they kind of have a point. Re Carol, in that she claims to be rescuing these big cats and doing it out of love. Yet she's taking donations all the time, and and she has levels of. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but have you seen that she has levels of volunteers? Yeah, that you have yeah, to volunteer, yeah. yeah. You have to so you have to volunteer for like five years to become a for top five level. years before you actually kind of start to make any money or she, get any recognition. She doesn't have any salaried staff, does she? It's all volunteers. No, it's all volunteers, and yet she's taking in donations and just fucking coining it in. And they've and kind of got a point that they're like, "Look, we're a zoo. We do this, and we make money out of it." Whereas she pretends to be doing it for the love of the animals. Maybe she does love the animals, but. She's still taking in loads of donations and stuff, isn't she? Oh, did you see how the to see how the staff at Joe's Park get fed? Oh my god, with the fucking... the back of the truck. Yeah, so he's paying them like a hundred dollars a week as well. So that that's the problem. They're all fucking like employment crooks. Yeah, and they're all taking the expired meat from fucking Walmart. Is... They say that they feed the animals by the Walmart truck turns up with the expired meat. And they feed animals with that. And that's they also feed the staff. The staff get yeah, first dibs, get basically, first dibs, on yeah. the expired meat. Oh, Jesus Christ. you massive beef joints just turning up and not even in plastic wrapping. <laughs> Any wrapping. Oh, like, oh, God. Fucking look it's at that. stunk. Okay. It's just a stunk. It's horrendous. Like, as, as hilarious as it is for us sitting in our homes not having to worry about that shit. Like, people are living some fucking awful lives out of that. It's that thing, again, that Netflix always does. It's bizarre and hilarious. Yet also, if you get past that, incredibly, incredibly depressing and sad. Yeah. Incredibly and so. People are living these lives, like caught up in this madness. Should we uh, get on with the show then? I suppose we should.
Hey everybody, it's that time of the week, but at the moment, it's a different time every week, and this week, it's the Hockey People Killing Time Smooth Recap. Miko Rantanen posted an IG video of him exercising with his dog. Hockey thirst traps are apparently a thing now, but we should shout out the OG, as Artemi Panarin has been deking with his dog forever. Elias Pettersson may not be able to win the Hart Trophy this year, but he sure as hell has won my heart with this incredible golfing video he posted this week. The silky Swede shot himself doing a variety of comedy trick shots and is now officially the funniest player in the league. It's not only hockey players who are feeling the pinch. Slapshot, the Washington Capitals mascot, is doing some great work with solo cups, diving into one of them and flicking one of them to a stack from 10 feet away. Great work. Jacob Truber has had a busy week centred around his dog. Not only did the pup celebrate a fifth birthday, but the event sparked Truber having to shut down his teammate Brendan Lemieux over how long President Trump would be in office. The Rangers D-man emphatically told Lemieux that that dickhead wouldn't be in office for longer than four years. My words, not his. Timo Meyer was among a raft of hockey people doing the toilet roll challenge. It seems interesting that this now sacred resource is being used by everyone to fluff out their TikToks. Nicholas Backstrom was involved in something at least resembling NHL action, as NBC Sports Washington simulated the now postponed matchup between the Capitals and St. Louis Blues. Backstrom joked that his digital counterpart only managed to score a hat-trick in the game because it couldn't hear Ovi screaming for the puck all the time. Future Hurricanes Hall of Famer David Ayres went online this week to provide tips and tricks for ebugs everywhere. Listeners watching on IG was KGotDubus69420 Leafs Forever, who still has Ayres noted as a potential solution to the backup problem. There's something in the water in Philadelphia, and it's turning all the hockey players into cheeky little bastards. Joel Farabee was playing Joker this week by tweeting that he has tested positive for missing the homies. Millennials, am I right? Roman Yossi takes the edge off on Instagram by singing a killer song, making us all appreciate in these dark times that things could be a lot worse. Because even though we're all locked in and dreading a pandemic, at least we're not listening to the killers. And finally, newly acquired capital Ilya Kovalchuk is trying to prove that all Russian machines never break by squatting his entire wife. Word is that Ovi will retaliate this week with a video of himself bench-pressing his own significantly more pregnant wife, which I imagine to be very fiddly at least. And that was your smooth recap. That Kovalchuk one was getting a bit racy at one point. I, I was starting I'm, to get a bit. Hang on, what's going on here? <laughs> this is getting a bit much. Oh, well, I mean, you know, if you're not if you're not doing squats with with your significant other, yeah, you know, where, where else is it going to lead, sort of thing? It's a fair point. Once you start getting warm and sweaty and that close to your significant other, you're going to start thinking of one thing and one thing only. As a man who has never been to the gym with his wife, I've always imagined that would be how it ends up. <laughs> what, you just, you're crushing the weights, doing the ropes, and then just back home for, you know, underpants and a tickle fight, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Say, <laughs> so, cool, you looked really good bench pressing 40 kilograms there, Will. <laughs> Yeah, I'm maybe not sure that you you want to go to the gym with the wife because I think she'd probably crush you in that department. Maybe I would not be surprised at all. <laughs> it is quite funny sometimes, is that my wife will try and 
not when she's when she's like messing about and she'll you know like give me little jabs or that kind of thing and sometimes i'll just step to her really quickly and the fear in her face immediately like oh shit i forget sometimes like that you're kind of a fair bit bigger than me kind of thing and i just kind of go like yeah there you go don't forget <laughs> she's just like okay okay you uh, you spend a lot of time intimidating women in the greater manchester area do you dan why do you have to come at me first will i mean first fair that's fair enough so you're saying these women are asking for it i mean you know you're gonna label me the new austin watson but you know <laughs> am i saying you understand why he did what he did i mean you know <laughs> i mean come on guys we've all been there we've all yeah we've all, we've all been there before you know it, you're hitting her with a hose and you kind of black out right i mean we've all been there <laughs> next thing you know you've put her through the meat grinder and you're feeding her to your pet tigers <laughs> I am expecting Netflix around any day now. So where is your wife? I've got a tiger roaming around in the back garden. I don't know, mate. It's just she got on this plane to Costa Rica and that was it. I've never seen her again. Okay, this is Did John you, uh... Snow for Channel 4 News reporting on when the tiger came to tea. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an and finally, wouldn't it? One of those one of those human interest stories. <laughs> and finally. Did you uh did you see Doc Emmerich announcing that guy changing his windscreen wiper? I want I want Doc doing this for everything. I want him doing it for. I want the woman like the woman scanning his food at the till, like like yeah, like getting his windscreen wipers changed, going through the car wash, fucking anything, anything you can announce. Just get him to announce it because it's brilliant. Because I've never really lived anywhere that's that would necessarily attract lots of celebrities. Like it's always been an, an interest to me of of seeing famous people just doing really normal things. Like obviously Doc Emmerich has to get his fucking windscreen wipers changed or whatever he'll and like you say he has to go to the supermarket x y and z so it's just i don't know there's something baffling about doc emmerich an internationally recognized name and voice at what looks like a garage i would use you know what i mean i yeah i get you exactly what you mean and that's why we it is that weird thing of the cult of celebrity where you can't imagine them it's like when you're a kid and you see a teacher in the in the shops like, what are you doing here? Why are you, why are you still in school? <laughs> like, I don't live at the school. <laughs> I have a life. No, you, you don't. You live, live at the school, school, right? You're a teacher. Yeah. Like, doesn't Doc Emmerich just live in an announce booth and people just bring him things? He has to go out. Like, well, what? I mean, it's, it's, it's even the thing of, like, understanding how life works when you're really rich. Isn't it? How much? Because to an extent, I would have thought that someone with, I don't know how rich Doc Emmerich is, but there comes a point where you probably have a mechanic come to your house, right? Yeah, doesn't he have a wiper guy? I mean... <laughs> I, I'd assume so. What's the point of having all that money if, if you don't have a wiper guy? It was like, uh, I can't remember who it was, it was an American TV producer had, in his house, he had a present wrapping room. <laughs> you got a present wrapping room? This is ridiculous. Why wouldn't you? If you, you probably know a lot of people, he probably gives out more presents than you or I do. Yeah, exactly. But then, yeah, you then you think about it, you think, yeah, well, maybe I would have a present wrapping room. Yes, you, it's I a pain in the ass when you sat on the floor, you've got tape everywhere, you can't kind of get comfy, you're trying to wrap the... I need a room for this. I need a room where I can focus <laughs> on wrapping these presents. Like like the present wrapping equivalent of a wet room, like a walk-in shower <laughs> type thing. Like he walks in and there's just yeah. like massive rolls of wrapping up paper on the wall and like he pushes the present into a thing and it just sellotapes it all down. It's like one of those Barbie gimmicks. You kind of push the present in and it comes out the other side wrapped and ready to go. It's just there. <laughs> yeah, exactly it, it just does it. The only thing I kind of wanted to mention this week that made me laugh a lot was, and I'm not going to talk about the big thing because I'm trying to do my best to avoid it, but did you see that gangs in the favelas in Rio said that if the government don't enforce a lockdown, they will? <laughs> <laughs> 
which is amazing. Amazing. Obviously, like, gang warfare and, like, the drug trade in Brazil is a massive issue. Yeah. Did you hear about that guy ages ago who was, like, a massive drug dealer and he paid for all the healthcare and, like, dental shit for people from the favela he grew up? Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. And there's a pattern emerging here of Brazilian <laughs> gangsters doing good things. Because this thing, right, let's be honest... If you want a lockdown enforced, and I mean properly enforced, just give the power to the criminals to do it, to the gangs. Because Boris Johnson says to everyone, please don't go out. Everyone just goes, fucking yeah, whatever, mate. But you get told by mad Frankie Fraser not to go out, or you end up swimming with concrete flippers on. You ain't going out, are you? You, you won't dare go out. You'd never leave the house ever again. I not to be the voice of reason here, but what happens when there isn't a threat of corona and we've already let the, you've let the gangs win, Dan? I mean, you can prove anything with ideas and facts. Well, that's just silly. That's fast becoming your uh, your catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> it's true though. No one would ever leave the house, would they? If they, if they give the power to the gangs, you just uh, you sit in your house. Yes, I will. No problem, Mister no. Man with seventeen inch scar across his face. I'll do whatever you say. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll, I'll, I'll generally default to the advice of a man talking an AK forty seven who definitely looks like he's used it before. There's a large man at the door with a machete. He says we can't go out anymore, and I'm going to listen to him. That's yeah, fine. Fair enough. I think he's got some strong ideas. Have you watched any of the the classic games that are on the, the NHL release? I may have. I may have found a way and gone back and started watching the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals. Well, yes. Oh, oh, naughty! Very <laughs> naughty. I, I tell you what, I'm doing as we speak, Danny boy. As we speak, I'm watching my first Wayne Gretzky game. Wow, no way. Which one are you watching? The uh, the five-goal game where he hits 50 and 39. So it's against the Flyers. I'll tell you what. So that's, that's, all, that's all of them then? That, that, just, that it's a random all, game, yeah? It's, yeah, it's <laughs> just anyone. It was, uh, it was game 28 in the uh, 1982 yeah. season. How's it looking? How's the hockey looking? I mean... Is it weird? It's not that weird, really. There are... The, <laughs> the goals that are being scored are very, are very weird. But the general yes. hockey isn't that weird. It's the, oh, I'm going to just take a snapshot off the rush at the top of the circles and it's going to go in every <laughs> fucking time. That's the weird bit. And like, I like in the 80s, they were all high danger chances. Oh my God. Like, you, take, you take the blue line and you're probably going to score. Like your, your, yeah, exactly. Your expected goals from Rockets up to 85%. <laughs> His... The goal is that year had a save percentage of 723. It was the greatest save percentage in history. <laughs> <laughs> it was an absolute tear. Nothing like this has ever been seen in our lives. It, like, yeah. All jokes aside, the, the goaltending is diabolical. But, but like, the term stand-up goalie is fucking accurate. They're just flailing all the time, aren't they? There's no... I don't know. It's mad. That, it's just either, mad watching it. They're either flailing or not doing anything. So right now, <laughs> the Oilers are taking a face-off in the flyer zone... <laughs> The Flyers goalie is in the at the top of the blue paint in the centre of the goal, and he's like he's in like the fetal position. <laughs> his pads are fucking together, like feet together, and he's bent over with his, with his elbows at his hips. So, oh my god! I, I, yeah, I know that it's it's hard to look back with current knowledge and and really appreciate how little they understood, but have some fucking common sense, boys. That is the thing that stands out. Because players with skill controlling the puck will always be players with skill controlling the puck. There'll, there'll be moves that they make or little things they do here and there, you know, conditioning, strength, all that kind of thing. It all plays a part. But 
there's no it's nothing like if you put Gordy Howe in today's game and gave him a year to acclimate, he'd probably be fine. In like you know when he was his, you'd have to get used to a new stick and all that. Yeah, but he will be okay. But goalies, I mean, it's it is night and day. It's like they're playing a completely different sport. It's just oh, yeah. madness. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I just I can't I can't get my head around it. It's crazy. Do you know what? As well, they always seem to do that. <laughs> Whenever a goalie concedes a goal, like in that in that era, they always do that thing where they just kind of swing around, like, "Oh, he got me again." <laughs> <laughs> they just resign to it all the time. If only like, yeah, something. I'll concede seven. I'm going to concede seven tonight. What can you do? If only there was something I could have done to stop this happening. <laughs> if only there was some way I could have stopped this piece of rubber coming into this area next to me and going past me and into this netted area it'd be I mean, so much better I, I stood i stood directly upright and swung my stick at here what more do you want from me it's just crazy. i need to go back and i need to go back and do that myself actually watch some watch some of that just for just for fun yeah it's it's, it's weird seeing seeing wayne gretzky play it's just just odd because because to an extent obviously i'm only watching one game and i'm not saying that he looks like an average player or anything but he is still just a player out there He's obviously a very good player, but it's not like he's just skating circles around the opposition like a fucking video game or anything like that. Noted Gretzky hater, Will Everett here, your words, not mine. All, all I'm going to say is he's, he's a bit of a floater. I'm not seeing many, uh, I'm not seeing a lot of 99 on the back check. <laughs> In 40 terms, he, don't, he doesn't trap back much, does he? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. As soon as the ball goes over, over the halfway line, he's not interested. He's barely run five miles tonight, Dan. Um, I'm not happy about <laughs> it's it. It's terrible. He's I'd a, rather have a team full of jam than a team full of Gretzkys. He's a, he's a <laughs> Filippo Inzaghi of, of ice hockey. <laughs> That's a fantastic... That is a fantastic reference that maybe five people are going to get. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> the Filippo Inzaghi. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Fucking, Fucking Inzaghi. What a boy. What a boy. What an absolute player. Who, who needs to come out of the six-yard box? Not me. It's Not true. Me. It's true. I always like I always appreciate players who, because we it's weird like playing in this like in the Premier League players always come over here from other countries and we just take it as accepted. But it's so rare to see players from the British Isles go abroad and do really well and kind of thrive. But there's been loads, but you just don't kind of think of it. The the thing I love specifically, it's not you know your David Beckham's, your Gareth Bale's, your basically it's not English players going to play from Real Madrid. It's like when Michael Richards went to play for Fiorentina or whatever and Joe Hart yeah, for yeah. Torino and now Chris Smalling's at Roma, like the sort of second tier players just going out and getting a job. Ashley Young's at Inter at the moment. Yeah, that's that's really weird. There's there's another one as well, isn't there? But Well Jaden Sancho. Like, yeah, Jaden Jaden Sancho, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that shit's just really fucking cool to me. The fact that Jaden Sancho is is a superstar, Bundesliga superstar and he's English. It's beautiful. And you know what? Just like absolute balls as well of a, a lad that's 17 years old from Manchester to be pretty much told by Man City, you'll be in the team, but not yet for a bit. And he went, oh, fuck, I'm going abroad then. I'll go to Germany. I'll just go to an entire other country. I mean, when I was 17, the thought of even going to Manchester was daunting. <laughs> and I lived only, only lived half an hour away. And he's just like, no, I'll go to another country, learn another language, play in another league. It's like, fucking hell, mate. Like, good on you. Not, not to belittle what Sancho's done, but I think it's a bit different when you're a professional footballer, isn't it? I don't know. That's the thing. I, th- I think people think that. And I, you know what? This actually, you know, this relates to hockey as well, because actually, luckily, they're both kind of global sports. But 
even if you're this unbelievable, you know, talent out of, I'm trying to think, like well, Patrick Laine or something. Or, no, right, or Austin Matthews going to Zurich. Yeah, Austin Matthews, you know, like where you can kind of play junior here for a bit or you can go and play pro in, in another country. And it's just like, yeah, you know what, I'll go to another country. And everything you've ever learned is completely, it's kind of not irrelevant, but it's com- completely foreign to you now. You've just got to learn a, a whole new way of doing things and a, a new language. And I don't know, it's, I think we just take it for granted that it's easier because you're, I mean, I guess it, it is a bit easier, but, you know, you hear horror stories of players living in hotels for a year with a kid because they can't find somewhere to live or, like I said before, like the wives and girlfriends maybe don't like it or after six months they don't like it and you just think it actually must be pretty tough because we only see them for that snapshot every game. We only see them for 90 minutes or, you know, three periods of hockey or whatever. We don't see what goes on behind the scenes with them. And I think in any sport, you know, if you decide, right, I'm going to another country, I'm going to try and make it work over there instead. You know, I, I think that's really tough sometimes. Yeah, it definitely takes a, a certain amount of cojones to have that confidence in your own ability as well because you know, players like Sancho, players like Matthews, they could go over and, and not even make the team for whatever reason, whether it's skill-related yeah. or, or culture-related, to have that sort of faith in your own ability that like, right, I can change everything else apart from what happens on the ice and on the pitch and it's not going to affect my skill enough that you know it's going to have a detrimental effect sort of thing. That's, yeah, you're right. That's, it's, it's to be commended, absolutely. You think like Austin Matthews goes over to Switzerland, right? And I don't know, he just hates the food, hates the culture, and his and his game just takes a nosedive because of it. When all of a sudden you're looking at a guy like, well, can he do it really? You know, there would be there would be, there would have been questions, wouldn't there? If he'd just ended up hating it there and his game suffered because of it, there would have been questions, and maybe like he falls down a few spaces. You don't know. It's crazy. I, I still think that's the coolest thing ever. I can't wait until somebody else does it. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it takes a lot of balls and a lot of belief in yourself to be able to do that. Definitely, which is why I'm going to stay on these here British Isles until the day <laughs> I die. Me and Sarah nearly went to Australia a couple of years ago. Really? I think I told this, didn't I, actually? What, did forever? I say this or not? No, I don't think so. If you did, I didn't so care Aust- enough to listen. <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> so, my wife, for those who don't know, my wife works in retail and is very successful at making money for the stores that she manages. She's managed about eight or nine different stores now in her career. And she's and every year she's made money. Every year she's increased profits for the company she's worked for and all that kind of thing. So she kind of got headhunted by this company in Australia who was opening stores out there. And they said that we're trying to get people in Australia to like shopping the way Europeans do. Because in Australia, when you've got downtime, you just go to the beach or go and play sport or go and see your friends or go for a barbecue. Nobody, they don't do shopping like we do. Australians go shopping to get what they want and to go back home quickly so they can go do more fun things. So they said to my wife, like, would you consider coming out here to see if you could kind of get people shopping in these stores? So she, so she was umming and ahhing. I mean, my daughter was four at the time, four or five. And I said, well, if we're going to do it, now's the time to do it before she makes any kind of proper friends or has any real memories about what's kind of happening or going on. I said to her, do you want to do it? And she said, I don't know. And she was worried about leaving her family behind and, you know, and her friends, that kind of thing, which is a very serious thing. So I said, well, see if you can then get this company to make you an offer that's kind of unrefusable she went back and asked for like a company car a house to be paid for like rented like rented accommodation that you know we wouldn't have to pay for and something else and they said okay we'll do that and then she went back with something else and i can't remember what it was now but that was the thing they were like yeah we can't do that there's no way (laughs) so she was like i forget it then but yeah we would have gone we would have gone that's crazy that's metal all right let's get to the main event shall we are we are we going straight in i'm fucking buzzing 
absolutely straight to the main event before we do though we're on spotify itunes google podcasts youtube and sometimes the 900 channels on sky don't forget as well to leave a five-star review only five people get that joke as well because i'm one of the few people working out there still and it would cheer me up a little bit to get a little cheeky five-star review this part of the show is brought to you in conjunction with the fine team over at Wave Intel. If, in, let's be honest, at this time of abject boredom and bugger all to do, you want to head over to Wave Intel, you will find how your team compares to your rivals, how your favourite players stack up against each other, and how stupid your GMs are with their new drafting feature. Wave Intel online and on Twitter, being smart, so you don't have to. Okay, we had so much fun doing the draft last week, we decided to do another one. Yes, we are a draft-specific podcast now, but whatever. I want to thank Rob McGregor for giving us this idea, which was a European-only draft. Best European team you can put together. And we did limit ourselves last time with the kind of players we could pick. So we thought this time we'd give ourselves the keys to the chocolate shop and run wild. So it is European from any era. The only limit for this one was you had to be position-specific. You can't just pick 12 centers and just say, well, they can play right wing. No, it has to be the position they played. So that's it. And I hate to do this, but I had the first pick last week. Will, you should get the first pick this week. But before you do that, I wanted to ask one question. Why did you message me saying, do we include Russians? <laughs> well, I, d- I didn't know if we were putting some extra some extra limitations. Like toughness, like extra toughness into it kind of thing. Yeah, because Russia's a weird one, isn't it? Because really it's... If, it was, if the answer was no, we're not even including Russians, I don't think Jeff Marrick could have done this draft <laughs> with like the limits we had. Russians are a weird one in this draft because so on on my list I've got one Russian in the top five and three in the top ten. Yeah, even, it's not as it's not as dominating that. as you think, is it? But that's the yeah. Th- that's th- one of the things I found. I think the thing with Russia is they've always been like super deep. Even now, like that forward core is you've got four first line centers for for any international event that they do. Four first lines yeah. basically. But it's, there's just always been that funny thing of, of no cohesion, no defence. Now they've got a goalie finally. But I've, I've got a Russian goalie on my list. No, I do have a Russian goalie on my list. And I've got one Russian D-man. Sorry, no. Three Russian D-men. If only I could <laughs> read or count. Those would be very useful things to, <laughs> to be able to do. <laughs> we were going to talk about this before the show started. And I said, no, we should save it for the show. I had the. I did say that. Yeah, the, I said to you before that the the first overall pick in this draft is kind of a bit of a poison chalice because, in my opinion, in my opinion, there's an overall first that I think is the first, and that's it. It's it's Yarmi Yaga. But I, it's Yarmi Yaga. It is Yaga. Yeah, he's he's the he is the. In my opinion, if I'd have gone first, that's it, Yaga, no question. But you could have, in my opinion, you could if you had if you had three people also doing this draft and they argued for three different players, I would have listened and thought, okay, it's not crazy if you pick one of those players. I mean, I wouldn't, but I would have said it's not crazy. I won't get into who those are yet, but I thought there was a possible four, maybe first you could pick. I'd be interested to know who you think the fourth is. Yeah, I know, because you said three to me before and I'm interested to know if we've got the same... <laughs> we've probably got... not got even the same three or four... <laughs> <laughs> you know what we're yours like. Is, yours is Yaga, Roman Yossi, uh, Thomas Vanek. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Cook. <laughs> Liam Cook. It was the first overall pick I am proud to announce <laughs> from the people of Beats. <laughs> the, the thing with this pick, like you say, it's, it's absolutely a poison chalice. And there are, as we've said before, while we were discussing this draft before, before we recorded, there are positions that are 
are lacking in yes absolutely it's one of those ones where yeah it's lacking but you're still picking from fantastic players you know players that if they were playing now they would get on your team no problem but it's the problem of an an all-time team to pick an all-time team is it is a very hard thing to do and i've got some we're speaking now and i still don't know do you know what it is? Me neither, right? I've got my ideas down, but I'm purely going to react to what you do. I'm not, I'm not, there's no way I'm thinking, okay, I'm definitely taking these guys because I just don't know. So I'm about to make the first overall pick and it's down to, <clears throat> it's two players. It's Yarama Yaga and one other player. The reason I'm... Okay, serious, don't tell me, yeah, don't tell me I, who. I won't tell you who it is because I'm hoping that you will forget this person exists. Uh, you probably won't, but I, you never know. The reason I'm leaning... I'm almost tempted to take, to take this other player. I think it's just that fear of regret of not picking Yaga. But I think where it's a deeper forward core than it is... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Right, let's do our first two picks each. Let's do our first two picks each, and then we can we'll discuss those four picks, can't we? Go on then. Are you taking... Who are the, uh, who are the Norwich Noshers taking first? <laughs> <sighs> With the first overall pick out of Sweden, I'm taking the left defenseman Nicholas Lindstrom. No way! I can't, I can't not, I can't not. No way! I'm looking at the other demon in this draft, and this is Nicholas fucking Lindstrom. I can't not. Do you know what? I can't not. All right, I've put your name in there. That's amazing. I'm surprised. I am really surprised. I kind of am, but I know. But I couldn't. I know exactly. I know exactly why you've done it, and I, well, yeah, we'll talk about this after the after the next three. But you've put me in the right fucking predicament now. <laughs> oh no, surely it's easy for you because you just you just take yoga now. Isn't it? I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mind games, people. This is what happens already. We're down to mind games already. This is why it's better doing it as a draft, isn't it? If you just said, if I just said to you, "Oh, give me your best European team," you just bang it out like, "Yeah, fine, there it is." I've, but I've now it's a draft. Now you're like, "Shit, I'm thinking," and now I'm thinking. I've got to, do you know what? I can't believe I wasn't, yeah, because if you do that, I'll do that. Right, yeah. I'm taking Yaga. I've got to take Yaga. He's, yeah, a, yeah, he's you, fucking insane. You've got to. You've got to. With the second <laughs> overall pick, the, the Northwich, I don't know, <laughs> uh, select Yaramir Yaga. Five times Art Ross winner, two times Stanley Cup champion. 1,921 points in 1,733 games. Do you really, did he have 2,000 points? Damn near that. Fuck, I want to do over. He did I... No, he did not. He did not. No, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. That's a fucking. Hang on. See, we're checking things already. Fuck. Yaramir Yaga. <laughs> Google, do, do, was Yaramir Yaga any good? Do you mean Calgary Flame legend? Yeah, 1,921 points in 1,733 games. Yeah. No, there you go. Fair play to you, bro. There you go. <sighs> Probably should have taken him. I was right. Should have taken him, really. This was another. <laughs> This is one of those things where I double-checked and triple-checked this, and then you went, are you sure? And I was like, am I sure? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. I got to, Yeah, I got to take Yaga. Now I'm interested. Now I am really interested to see what you pick. It's hard again. Like The, the real top of the draft, I think, is really hard. Yeah. Because it's until certain things have happened, then it's like, okay, that's gone, so I'm all right for, for this. I'm da- I've got... Four players, no, reasonably three players I'm picking between. Okay. I'm going to have to take, oh my God, this is so, I hate it. 
I absolutely hate it. I'm going to say Alex Ovechkin. Third overall. Mate, not a bad pick. Nah, not a bad, not a bad pick at all, I don't think. You've got you've got probably the greatest goal scorer in history. That's what I'm, that's I don't what I'm I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. I mean, yeah, why wouldn't I? And and that's why I didn't take Yaga first because I thought Ovechkin's a really good consolation prize to to Yaga, but who's the equivalent consolation prize to Lidstrom? No, I agree. I agree. I think it's it was that thing we've talked about before where yes, players are really some players are really really good, but is Jeremy Yaga infinitely better than Alex Ovechkin? No, he's not. He, you could argue he's he's probably better. But he's not infinitely better. It's not a ridiculous comparison. And yeah, Ovi's the best goal scorer ever. It's 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 a depth thing, isn't it? You're not gonna you can you can build through depth without having a Yaga. But I don't think, as we're gonna prove for the rest of this draft, that any of the demon are, are gonna touch a, a man known as the perfect human. I mean there's an argument if there's an argument that Lidstrom's the greatest European player ever. Even over Yaga, there is an argument there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said before, you want to argue that point to me, I will listen. I will not say it's ridiculous. I'm not even listening to you. That's uh, that's it. I was, I was going to say, if we knew anything about defence, then that would be a, a conversation you could have, but none of us do. So you can't. No, yeah. <laughs> In the same way you took Nick Lidstrom, I have to take I have to take this person next. These are the four people. I, I It was Ovi, Yaga, Nick Lidstrom, and I'm taking the greatest goalie ever. I'm taking Dominic Hasek. I'm taking Pekka... Oh, no. Sorry. My <laughs> <laughs> mistake. How, yeah, I've got to take Hasek. He's, he's not the best European goalie ever. He's the greatest goalie ever. Yeah. How, how could I not pick him? We've said a million times, if your goalie's good, you got a chance. So I'm pretty sure my team will be okay if they had the greatest goalie to ever play the game. You so. should be all right. You should be all right there. Yeah, that was that was the choice for me. Was it Ovi or was it Hasek? And I thought... And I was the same. Those, the, those are my other two. Those are the four I had as well. That's beautiful. That's really cool. This is where it's going to get interesting, I think. <laughs> um, and now it gets fun. Fifth overall on that Evgeny Morkin. You fucking motherfucker. Yeah, good. That's oh, that. you motherfucker. That's how I knew it was oh. a good choice. Excellent. Thank That's you very much for that. fucking amazing choice. An amazing feedback. choice. Mate, oh. There are some quality names at centre. And there wasn't even a question of whether it was Morgan as the best centre in the draft, without a doubt. Geezer's, really? Geezer's so... Oh, I don't know about that. It's a great I choice. Think, I, don't... Think, I think there are arguments from our number two, but I, I still think Morgan's better than him. Oh, yeah, Morgan's a great shout. A great shout. Three, yeah, three times, Christ, three times Stanley Cup, called the trophy, two Art Rosses, Hart Trophy, Con Smythe. Con Smythe, fucking absolute legend in the game. Like... And let's say it again. Let's say it again, shall we? Because it never gets sick of saying. Still not one of the hundred best players to ever play the game. Have you heard Fucking that? what? Have you heard, Have you heard about not... that? Have Fucking you hell. Heard about this? I'd be interested oh, how many right, players me... on this team, on our teams, aren't in the hundred. hundred. Yeah. Yeah, it would actually. All right. Very interesting. Definitely not a better player than Jonathan Taves at all. <laughs> no, not at all. I think I know who you're going to say next. I think... I'm glad you do because I ain't got a fucking clue. I'm hoping I was going for. Ma- I was hoping Malkin was going to fall to me. Oh, nah, that's that's the thing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't let him go. I just couldn't. Oh, do you know what? Forward wise, now I don't think there's any choices that would be too crazy. There's obvious ones that you should take. I I wonder if there's going to be an interesting, 
if it's going to be a run on left wingers. <laughs> <laughs> like, th- this draft order, if you look at it as purely a draft, I reckon it's going to be messed up. Cause, yeah, completely. Because there are certain positions that are just deep enough that you're like, right, if I don't get him, I'll get him. If I don't get him, whatever. Like, I could pick my my other three centres last and I would still have three very good centres. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, that's completely true. I could not pick a I could not pick a sentence, so you'd pick all four of yours, and I'd still be fine. It'd be yeah, fine. It, it wouldn't be terrible. There, there would still, still be, be an fine. argument of like, uh, who's this better? Who's to say? Yeah, oh, you've given me a tough choice now. Who are you taking? I think I know who you're going to take. This is tricky because now I, I have to take this person now <laughs> because I feel if I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get screwed over at yeah. this point. It's definitely him. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> go on, go on, please. Are we looking at these players as in when they were this good, they were this good? It's not just, well, they fell off a bit towards the end, but what can you do? Kind of no, thing. I think we're looking it, at I like, think it's like. It's kind of kind of height of powers, but at the same time, if one if had a 150 point season and then. And then nothing else, 10, that's kind of laughable. Seasons. Yeah, yeah. It's just general reputation of how good they were. Oh, fucking hell. This is so. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, I'm I keep so, looking at that name. I'm so glad I, I picked him. That. I'm so fucking glad I picked him. I'm just looking at the rest of those left wingers and like, oh mate. Un- unless you've got some gems that I haven't uncovered, <laughs> I don't fucking like. <laughs> mate, I seriously, I seriously doubt it. Okay, it's down to one of two, and I'm picking this based purely on position. <laughs> okay, I so feel like I should get at least one of them. <sighs> go on, hit me with it. I am going to take... No, God, he's really good as well, though. Fucking hell. I'm so excited. I'm thinking too much about this. I'm thinking too much about this. Oh, who, can't be who, do, who do you want on your team? I'm going to take Sergei Fedorov. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> is that about left field for you, mate? That That is. That is a bit out of left field for me, which is probably... Which is definitely doing Fedorov a lot of disservice. It's that thing as well as like you're looking at a player thinking, well, I don't really know. I know with Fedorov. Just like all these centers are fine, but I wanted at least one of the centers that I would have classed at the top. He is one of the ones at the top. He's and I just a, wanted somebody in, in that. Someone who's the nuts. Yeah. Oh and don't forget, God. I've got Yager on I've got Yager on his wing, so I think I'll be okay. He'll, yeah, you'll be alright. I, I don't think we're gonna have any like subpar first lines. That's interesting. No. That's really interesting because I might have changed who I'm gonna take in my next pick. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take with the the what is what are we on the seventh? Yeah, the seventh, seventh. Yeah, I'm gonna say Sergei Zubov. Carry on our run of Russian players. Oh, okay, that's also interesting. This is and this is what I'm talking about. Like, I love Sergei Zubov, but he's not the seventh best player that's gonna go in this draft. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh shit. Okay. But, okay. But for okay. my money, he's, obviously I'm a bit biased. But he's the best right-handed D-man in this draft, I think. Hmm, you might be right. See, and I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give the game away a bit. You didn't take either of the players I, I thought you would. Okay, I okay. think Fedorov's a great pick, but you didn't take either of the players I thought you would. If we're talking, again, and this is why I asked that question, if we're talking players at their peak who were good for an extended period of time, I need to put this player in to kind of get this position done, and I'm going to take Eric Carlson. Oh. This is this is fascinating. This is a fascinating <laughs> Isn't it? draft. This is so interesting. Because I genuinely, I genuinely thought you were going to take Carlson over Zubov. 
I really did. And I thought, well, he's gonna take he's gonna take Carlson, that's fine. I'll get Zubov a bit later on. And you've taken Zubov, and I'm like, well fuck, in my opinion, there's actually uh, there's a couple of good right D, but like it was either Zubov or Carlson. And I I can't not have a dearth of a position there. And if we're talking players that like when they were super like again, yeah, Eric Carlson at his peak was fucking insane. We've that, talked about it plenty of times, so that's I, I've thing. got to take him now because you've taken Zubov. That's that's where I think like is Carlson going to do himself a disservice with the remainder of this of his tenure at San Jose? Yes, he probably will. But right now, thank God, that's not happened yet. <laughs> thank fucking God. Right, I'm, I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm taking with the ninth overall pick. I'm taking Timo Solani. I'm taking him. He's fucking mine. Great choice. Yeah, great choice. Thank you very much. That's who I thought you were going to take at, at number five. No, number six. Really? I had him a bit further down. I think I had him ninth, ninth or tenth, I think. But... Again, I was kind of, it was a stupid thing where I was kind of trying to predict what you were going to do before you'd even done it. And I just thought, oh, fuck, I'll just have to redo it. I'll have to just react on the night, kind it's, of thing. It's such a hard thing to do with projecting who should go where. Like, like my, I've got lists for each position and then like an overall list. And I've already fucking, like I had Yaga number one. I had Slani number five. Like I've fucking <laughs> completely <Yeah>. ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked us up immediately by taking Lidstrom one. I was like, I was like, oh shit, all my plans are out the window already. Here's the, here's the content, <laughs> boys. Don't worry about it. Oh, who who have you got next? Oh, can we can we just take a pause to um, say that? Yeah. Congratulate me for mathematically choosing the better team last time. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> me. Thank you very much, Jason. I'm gonna, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say well done. I mean, yeah, fucking Jason and fucking Buffins. You know, you know what boffins can't measure well? Heart and desire. Did the boffins measure, like I said to Jason, did the boffins measure the Blues winning the cup? No, they didn't, did they? You need some grit and jam in there. That's what I add. That's fine. You enjoy your little scientific victory. I'll enjoy my parade. A fucking real <laughs> 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 All right. See, I just think you're going to laugh at me when I pick this player. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I know. Please be who I think it's going to be. Oh, wait, no. All right. Yeah, now I know who it's going to be. I'm preempting this now. He's fucking awesome. And I won't hear it. Alright? I'm not gonna hear it. And I'll fucking I'll come over this table <laughs> if you slander this man. No, you can't. Social distancing, mate. And again, I think I've got no, I'm 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 coming over this table and I'm licking you all over, okay? <laughs> well, no surprise. I've got I'm gonna have a four-letter word for you when you say this name. Go on, say it. <laughs> I need this. I need. I can't. I can't have this position like monopolized by you. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Go on. Go on. I'm taking. I'm taking Zdeno Chara. Yeah, of course you are. Bias. Absolute. Of course bias. I am. Absolute bias. <laughs> Not bias. <laughs> listen. Just... Listen. Listen. You can't say it's insane to pick a guy who is a three-time Stanley Cup final captain and the... one of the greatest shutdown defensemen ever. That's not crazy. The, and again, the... you've already picked Lidstrom. You've picked the best defender in the entire draft on the left side. If you get Chara as well, then what am I left with on the left side? Nothing terrible, but I need something. The the man's very tall, Dan. What can I say? He's a very tall man. <sighs> Clearly, <laughs> that's all he's ever done. That's all he's ever done. <laughs> no one can deny the man's height. It's, it's, it's a fact. It's there. It's absolutely there. And I'll... I'll... <laughs> Tip my hat to you to having the tallest man in the draft. <laughs> no, he's he's, slander. he's, he's a very good choice. Slander. He's a very, very good choice. But 
No, not not even a butt really. I am. Yay! Thank God. Vindication, kind of. Third lefty on my on my draft list. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if you. Oh, okay. I'm interested. Okay, okay. <sighs> All right. I don't, you I don't next, know then. where to go next. Now we're in, this is like, now we're in that real murky, muddy shit. I mean, all of these are kind of much of a muchness, maybe? Is is that one where, like, it doesn't really matter who you pick. (laughs) Like, you're going to get something good. I'm going to go, I'm going to go for, I'm going to be really cool and take Stan Makita. Nice. I thought, I really thought he'd fall further down. I really did. I I didn't think you'd be, I didn't think you'd pay many attention. That's a good choice. I like that choice. He's... By all accounts, he was really fucking good. Yeah, fucking really, like, really good. Over fourteen hundred points in nearly fourteen hundred games, so over a point per game. And and this was back in the day as well, in like what the sixties or whatever. He played with Bobby Holt, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's yeah. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's By all accounts, choice. an incredible player. So I'm going for Stan Makita to be my second line centre. Yeah, not bad at all. I like that pick. Ah. <sighs> Okay, it's out of two now because I need to. I need to fill a, a. I need to fill a slot on my roster to fill out my uh, my startings. Do I go with him or do I go with him? Oh, oh I'm, I'm okay. So you're going left wing, yeah? Yeah, going left wing. Ah, uh, oh, Jesus, this is hard. Like you say, left wing. Fuck me. I think it's just it, again. Like I've got eight good players here. You've got yeah. You've got a load of good players and then Ovi. They're not bad players on the list, but he's so far and away the best left winger, in my opinion. I think that there is a bit of a muddy middle. The, the eighth person on there, I, I don't like that he's on the list for me. So I'm going <laughs> to try and get my four left wings before I have to take him. I would, I would feel, I'd feel like a mug putting him in a best of anything all time list. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, there's a few players I'm like that with, like, oh god, is he the best all time? Really? Am I really going to no, put not. this guy here? I'm, I'm yeah. really, so you're going to take a left wing? I'll be really interested. Yeah, to I'm take. Take, I am going to... Oh, Jesus Christ. Why do I care so much about this? <laughs> it's so stupid. Why do I care so much? None of it matters at all. And none of it matters at all, but I'm so torn on this decision. There, uh, there are three guys on that list that I do not know enough about to assess correctly. I'm going to take... And again, this is he's going on my top line because there's no one else because the best one's already gone. I am going to take... Patrick Eliash, left wing. Oh. All right, there we go then. Yeah, Patrick Eliash. I'll I'll move him over. Interesting. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I've just got to, you know what? I've just got to accept that my left wing just isn't going to be all that. I just need to pick the players I've got on and then I'll just, again, if you pick someone, I'll just pick the next guy. It doesn't really matter, left wing. I think I'm going to take my goalie now. Because I feel I've got to. Because there is one goalie left that to me is head and shoulders above the rest, and that's Henry Lundqvist. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, yeah, I've got. To, I've got to take him. I absolutely. <laughs> Part of me was considering. I was considering <laughs> taking Hashak and Lundqvist one and two just to <laughs> fuck you over. I really was. <laughs> to be honest, you could, you could have taken him instead of Patrick Eliash and then still taken Eliash immediately. Because <laughs> I didn't do my fucking due diligence. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no arguments there. Yeah, a good choice. Hank, obviously, I I was worried that you would maybe take him if I I left him there for too long. I would, I would have done if we'd have got down to like third lines. I'd have been like, right, you're getting it, motherfucker. This is it. You've you've played with fire too much, fucking Icarus over here. (laughs) I am gonna take. It's gonna be a centre, isn't it? You don't know me. 
I, ju- I, ju- I just feel like you're probably going to take a centre next. You fucking twat. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, think, I think I know who it's going to be. Well, I've surprised you already, so... Oh, I know, I know. Like, you've made me feel like a right dickhead not thinking Sergio Fedorov could go that high. With his Irish grandfather, Patrice Berger... No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Visited County Hall uh, once, Patrice Berger. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take uh, Peter Stastny. Are you... Seriously? Yeah, I am. Mate, this is mental. Why is why is Stastny mental? Have you I seen mean, have you seen what he did? There's there's nothing too wrong with it, but yeah. So the, again, this is what we're talking about. Like, I don't have anywhere near enough of a, an appreciation for how good Peter Stastny was. One thousand two hundred and thirty nine points in nine hundred and seventy seven games. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's insane. That's insane amounts. But what, what were we he saying earlier four... about um? <laughs> About, no, I know, but he's got to do it, hasn't he? Like we said, it's like we've said before, though. If that was the case, we'd not, we wouldn't pick a single player from back in the day, would we? We'd pick everyone who plays now, because that's you know the the old Russ Johnson over um, over Wayne Gretzky argument. Mario Lemieux, right? Yeah, he had seven hundred point season, and in nineteen eighty one, eighty two, he had one hundred and thirty nine points. He had a seven hundred <laughs> point season. Seven one hundred <laughs> point seasons. <laughs> Seventy back to back ten point games. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you want points? There you go. That's the guy to get that's, points. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't argue with it because I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Fair play. There you go. I go didn't, didn't even have him ranked. I mean, I had him on my list, but I didn't bother ranking him. Oh, <sighs> yeah, I okay. know. Just because ignorance, pure ignorance. All right, I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take him as you refuse to. I'm gonna take Peter Forsberg. He's fucking mine, mate. Oh, fuck! He was my next. He was gonna be my next guy. I think. I thought. I uh. thought so. I thought you were going to say Solani or Forsberg after I'd done, after we'd done the top four, and I'd taken both. Do you know what it was for me with Forsberg? It was that the team he was on kind of made me think, uh, like the team Stastny were on were nowhere near what Forsberg had, and I thought, oh god, do you know? Is that one of those kinds of things? Like, oh, clearly he's a, a clear again, clearly an amazing player, but I'm just thinking, well, Forsberg had that team around him. And did that? How much did that help him compared to Statsny, who didn't really have that many good players around him? You're a, you're a Malkin trophy, yet you're a Forsberg denier. That is a very interesting, <laughs> a very interesting sort of stance to take. Again, you can prove anything with facts, Will. <laughs> <laughs> so right, I've got my next one. I got my next one. Jimmy VC. Jimmy VC. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, didn't play enough games. Injuries pretty much derailed his career, but fucking Ooh. unbelievable. I'm taking Pavel Bure. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I say that, that is a solid choice. My top two right wings, mind you, I was just going to say my top two right wings ain't bad. This whole, Neither team is going to be bad, are they? That's the point. I, I think we're going to be all right. <laughs> I don't think either of us are going to come out of a particularly bad team. Unless we get unless we get down to those third and fourth line wingers. <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> and then we're fucked. I'm going to mitigate that possibility by taking Ilya Kovalchuk for my next pick. Ooh, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. A little bit surprised, I'll be honest. I d- there are a few left-wingers that I didn't quite know to choose between. And and again, this is what I'm talking about, where there are three in the left-wing category that I just do not know how good they are compared to other players. And then there's another three that I've got a rough idea, but even then there's like arguments that can be made for either three. 
But I thought, let's just fucking, let's keep the party going. Let's keep this Russian party going, boys. Kovalchuk in the fucking going. lineup. Again, I know it means nothing, and we only bring out these stats when it's funny, but in his career, he's a minus 146. <laughs> That's why I took him. <laughs> That's why you took him, him yeah. He ran a Vetchkin down the left flank, like, just going to give up all the... <laughs> and then you've got Lidstrom behind him to defend it. It's fine. It's going to come out even. Yeah, at least the games will be fun. That's what we're all about, isn't it? That's Sports what, are meant to be fun. That's what we're here for, yeah. I really want to take that guy, but I'm not going to take that guy. You're not going to take To, to bounce off what you've just did, again, to at least get some sort of decency on the left side. Uh, I'm going to take Daniel Sedin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Had to be done. I couldn't, I couldn't again, I can't be left with a dearth on one side. It's just not, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do it. So there you go. Now there, there's a third guy in the modern era who, who, who I had for the left wing, but I feel like I can't take him. And I've got okay. to take one of these older guys and just take a risk that they're probably a lot better than the guy you're thinking of. The guy I'm thinking of, because there's something about the guy I'm thinking of that I just don't want to take. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even the guy I was talking about before. The other guy. Oh, okay. The other modern guy. Okay. Okay. Fuck it, let's keep going. I'm going to take Marcus Nasland at left wing. Good choice. Good choice. I, th- I think, allegedly, a good choice. <laughs> So my scouts tell me. A good choice. Let's just, here we go. Here's the left wing run. Let's keep it going. Do you know what? I'm going to keep it going on the left wing. And I'm taking this guy because I fucking love him. And it's my team. I'm a crazy GM. I can do whatever I want. I'm taking Artemi Panarin. (gasps) Oh my God. I love him. I think he's absolutely unbelievable. I think he is... A phenomenal, phenomenal player, and I get it. He hasn't got the games, he hasn't got the years, nah, pa- but he's pa- got. But he absolutely has the numbers, power to you. and he is fucking amazing. Absolutely, told you. If I could have anyone, on, if I could have anybody on the league traded to the Bruins for no cost immediately, it would be Panarin without question. I love him. I oh think he's ace. My fucking god! And I'm a crazy GM. Nah. What's the point of what's the point of being a crazy GM with all this power if you're not going to wield it now and again? Nah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm taking uh, I'm taking Thomas Vanek off the list, <laughs> <laughs> replacing him with Panarin. I feel I feel a bit stupid for not even considering him. But that's you know, I can't remember. I can't remember where, when I saw his name pop up on some. I was looking at something else and his name popped up and I was like, you know what? I've got to have Panarin. I've, I love him. I, it's crazy. I understand. We're talking all time. I understand it's insane, but I'm in love. What can you do? Love does crazy things to a man. That's the thing where, where like the weight of the term all time f- fucks the whole thing up, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely Cause, it does. Because Panarin's probably a better player than Patrick Elias was, wasn't he? Isn't yeah, it? probably. Yeah. He, he, yeah, in a lot of ways, he might be better than like Elliot Kovalchuk was, but we you, you exactly. just don't know. You just don't. But we know. don't know yet, <laughs> kind of thing. Nah, I've got I've got no no issue with that choice. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna take my last left wing. I'm gonna take Anton Stashny. <laughs> I can't believe we're gonna round out the left wingers before anything. Else. Let's just fucking just just sort <laughs> it out. Just get it done. Get it done. We all know it's gonna be. An issue. Oh God, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Well, that's if I've got the left winger. If I've got the left winger, you've got you. I might pull his name out and you'd be like, "What?" <laughs> I'm going to take uh, Brent Burns, legally registered as a left winger, <laughs> born in Kirkcaldy, 
actually, do you know what? You've you've built at your left wing now. I don't need to take a left winger. So no, you've got the you've got the pick of the litter. I've got the pick of the litter. I'd be really interested. I, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I have. Well, at some point you were going to fill out a list, weren't you? And then, I mean, maybe not. I'm fairly confident take... in. It's it's now it's it's almost like a chess move, chess chess game now, isn't it? It's like right, whatever you take now, okay, I'll take the other one or the next one or whatever it might be. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Boyja Salming. Oh, very Lefty. good choice. Very good choice. The clear standout second or third lefty, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd item number two. He was the one I had before Chara. But again, like, he's allegedly incredible, but I've got nothing to fucking base that off. I haven't seen a second of hockey that Boya Salming has ever played. But he's, he's Jeff Merrick's favourite ever player, and I, I trust him. How can you argue with Merrick? Exactly. Absolutely can't. I'm going to take, with my next pick, I'm going to take Teppo Numinen out of Finland. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. So I've got, I've got a strong, I think we've both got three strong top th- top D. You can't complain with that, can you? Where do we what go to do next? now? Nobody touching the centres, I wonder why. <laughs> it's, it's like the opposite of that 2012 draft we've come from just like... <laughs> Ah, what's the point? Oh, I said that too, didn't I? I? You said, yeah, you said from you. You sent me a message that's been saying all time or what, and I said no, all time. Let's like it. Let's, it's the millennial draft. This is Netflix. There's too much choice. We just don't know what to do. <laughs> like, oh, there's too much on. What am I supposed to watch? <laughs> Poor me. <laughs> it's so hard. How do I choose between I, I don't <laughs> this amazing wanna, I don't, player or this yeah. amazing player? I don't want to say any names. No, me neither. Okay, so I've got I've got two centers, haven't I? Yeah, I've got. Fedorov and Statsny. You've got Malkin, Forsberg, and Makita. Yeah, it makes. Why wouldn't I pick this? God, oh, no, God, no, God damn it. <laughs> no, don't say that. I'm interested. So there are, for me, there are two, there, there are four that I'd say are standouts as the next ones to pick. I agree. I'm not entirely sure we're going to have the same four. I also agree. And there's there's an element for mine. <laughs> do I go classic or do I go more modern with the with the centre thing? And there's one guy in that four for me that is just standing out like a sore thumb that I don't want to pick. But I think he's good. Well I've already I've already put my name next to his. I'm taking Pavel Datsuk. Oh you fucking bastard. <laughs> you absolute Fucking bastard! I did agree. I did agree. His name was just. His name was just. I couldn't look past it. It was just like blasting out at me. Oh, I've got to take. I've got to take that too. For fuck's sake! Yeah. I mean, come on. Jeez Louise! Oh, he was almost going to be my next pick. Almost going to be my next. It's pick. insane, right? It's insane that if you said to somebody, if you did a European draft, where would you take that too? And they'd be like, oh, I don't know what they would say, but on ours, he's gone something like twentieth or something. <laughs> Whenever it is, because we've just like fucked each other over somehow. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've taken fucking Artemi Panarin. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. I took Artemi Panarin before I took Pavel Dantzuk. Christ. I, I, feel, I feel a bit bad that we can, that we still complain about teams drafting for, for need over best player available. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Every time we it. do something like this, I'm like, huh, maybe we need Jim isn't so easy after all. Maybe I'm an it. idiot. <laughs> I get hard. it. I get it. Yeah, it's not that easy. Uh, all right, go on. 
shit, I've only got one right one right winger. I'm gonna take Yari Curry with my oh, next one. That's a good choice. Thank yeah, you very much. Choice. Thank you very much. <laughs> we need to just like you need to just stop saying that and we need to just put in that's a good choice after every single pick because they're all good choices. <laughs> they're all good picks. They're all good picks. Well, again, though, I think there's a couple of more standout ones than others, isn't there? That we just, you know. I, I'm, I'm intrigued as to who, who you're going to take as your fourth left wing. You'll find out right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Oh, are, we taking, are we taking two goldies? Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Ah, uh, which leads me to think about this person right here. <laughs> I feel a defence coming on again. Oh, I feel me defending somebody coming on again. Oh, all right, all right, hold on. Who could it be? I don't know. I don't know who it could be. I am just triple, triple, triple checking something. Yeah, it was him or him. All right, I sure. think I, I think I know who my next pick is going to be, depending on who you take. Obviously, this is tough because I just know, I just know that this name is not popular and just gets not derided, but just does not get any appreciation. But when you look Ooh. at the figures and the facts and the numbers, they're there. They are absolutely there, and I don't understand why this player does not get the love they deserve. Oh my but I can't pick them because <laughs> I feel like there's a disparity then. Oh, I feel like there's a disparity then on, on, on another side of the board somewhere and I don't want to waste a pick on this person. You're, so You're not talking about a slab of oil, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's when we do, that's when we do the cunt draft. In oh, a few weeks. We absolutely should do that. Oh god, no! I can't. I can't do that. Because <laughs> who goes number one? <laughs> like, why are you picking him number one? Because he did the most bad things. That's terrible. He was an inspiration for all the terrible things he ever did. <laughs> I love this guy. He was the biggest piece of shit ever. <laughs> yeah, great. I could not well look done. past all the terrible things he did. <laughs> and the first rule is Bobby Hull for being a literal Nazi. <laughs> I'm really interested as to who you're talking about because there's nobody jumping out on my list that's that divisive. <clears throat> there's one player that I'm thinking of potentially, but I wouldn't even say he's that. This wasn't this wasn't who I'm talking about, but I'll tell you in a minute. And do you know what? I'm going to make sure that at least one part of my draft is done. Uh, I'm taking Sergei Gonchar. Oh, you absolute bummer. That's who I was going to take. So I have got my left-sided D locked up. So Gonchar's not the divisive player that you were talking about no because he no. was the only one closest to what I thought it could be okay alright okay. I'm going to I'm going to take uh, Slava Fatisov then okay okay yeah for my next one oh I'm really pissed off that you said Conchar I'm really fucking <laughs> angry about that see have you no you see I don't want yeah mama Okay, I am going to take... You're going to take a right D, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I yeah, have to. You've got to... There are got so many I left. am going to take... I'm going to take Vladimir Konstantinov. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> Why? God, I didn't even have him listed. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, mate. Well done. 
Well done, you fucking had me there. Oh. I mean, to be fair, you should be having a word with your scout team. Really, Heads have got a roll, Will. I really don't stand should. for it. Unfortunately, I cannot make my own head roll. No. Well, you don't need to, though, do you? When you're the GM, you make you blame other people and they get fired. You don't get fired. That's the, that's the benefit of being that's, a GM. Yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing of it. Oh, mate. You have a big you have a big scout team meeting and say, the Norwich Noshers do not stand for this. This is abysmal. <laughs> I expect better. <laughs> Just in the mirror while I'm in a shave. Yeah. Oh, mate. Speaking of rounding things out. Okay, so it got to be a centre then. No, no. No, I'm 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 no? checkmated in a couple of places, mate. Don't worry about it. Okay. I think I'm gonna take this is a big misinformation stab in the dark, and I'll bet you're gonna take somebody else that I'm equally annoyed at as I was with Konstantinov. I'm gonna take Pavel Kubina for my last right D. Okay. Who, okay. Who I think yeah. is a fine okay, yeah, so you've you've got somebody who you're confident in. <laughs> Yeah, at this point the kind of the leg- the actual legend legends are off the board, aren't they? Anyway, so it's not you know I'm not going to pick someone and you're going to go, oh my god, I forgot about that guy. No, it'll be, but yeah. I don't know. You just did with fucking Constantinople. I suppose. All right, where am I looking now? I took him. I took him. I took him. Oh, I really want to take him. I'm not going to. But I really wanted to take Henrik Sedin just to put them both back together. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would have been. But there's, yeah. I mean, in in I some will... ways, are you going to belittle your choice of Daniel by not picking Henrik? <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? And I wanted to take another player at centre, but I, but I'm not going. To. I'm going to take Matt Sundin. Yeah, yeah, very, very good choice. Do you know what? I, this is going to sound crazy. For the re- for the reason why I would have picked him, I wanted to pick Zetterberg, just because of that thing I've said before. Where, I mean, that guy fucking grinded his ass off from the two hundred and tenth pick in the draft to get to what he did. <laughs> sitting sitting but, in a bent double in a Sochi hotel with a broken back, <laughs> begging for a strawberry McDonald's milkshake. You know what I mean, though. What a fucking like, you legend. know wins a wins a. From like two hundred tenth in the draft to winning a Con Smythe, is right nine hundred sixty points in a a thousand games is insane. I was absolutely begging for Zetterberg to be officially listed as a as a left wing, begging for it, begging for it. But he's not. I know. And like I said, I was so tempted. Once I picked Daniel, I was so tempted to pick Henrik because they were just magic. They were magic together, weren't they? But you can't not take Sundin at this point. I mean, that's stupid. Like over a point per game in a thousand. 346 games. It'd be madness not to take him. It's fucking outrageous, isn't it? That's yeah, cool. It's yeah. nice that you've left me with um, the centre. Thank you for that. Alright. So that means that I'm allowed to take Alex McGillney next. Oh, good choice. Feel happy choice. with it. Thank you very much. Third line right wing. Yep. No biggie. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, and you've left <sighs> me with lefties as well. Cool, we're all, we're, we're pretty much, we're coming to the end now. This is crazy. Do you know what? I mean, I'm going to take a right winger. I, I really wanted. To, I really wanted to take Steve Thomas, who was born <laughs> so about did I. 35 minutes from here. <laughs> I was like, it, I'm going to take really? Steve Thomas. I, yeah, yeah, he's born in Stockport, which is about 35 minutes away. <sighs> Mate, I've I've got Steve Thomas and I've got Owen Nolan listed just at the bottom of my right wingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do like Steve Thomas is fucking incredible. I we don't 
hear enough about Steve Thomas as UK no, he's a great player. But um yeah, I don't think I can <laughs> I don't think I can take him. If only if only Tony Hand had made it into the NHL. <laughs> he'd have been fucking first overall, wouldn't he? You would think so. This wasn't who I was talking about, and I'm, maybe I'm giving, maybe I, maybe I still take this guy. I'm taking a right winger, but fucking Marion Hosa was a yeah, really good yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. But I just can't. Am I just like, why am I questioning taking Marion Hosa? He, I, I don't know, because he's a he's a fucking cap circumventer. That's why. <laughs> He's he's worse he's than that's why. He's he's worse than No, do you know what? Go on. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Hosa. I'm taking Marion Hosa. Yeah, he's go. like he's such a good player. He was such a good he's such a good player. He was very, 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 very good. I know. I just he gets overshadowed by certain other players. And in that vein, I'm gonna take the the superior Marion Hosa in Yeri Letterman. I can't I can't leave him. I cannot let my boy Go like that. In, I, you couldn't leave him out there, could you? No. You just couldn't leave him out there. I, I did Esselindel wrong in the 2012 draft. <laughs> I'm feeling bad. You did actually, yeah. So you got, did your boy wrong. I've got to take Lennon. And he was incredible. Three fucking Selkies. Three Selkies as a winger. What no, that's a fucking, true. What a true. player. What a player. And that's my right wing done. And you know what? I may as well, yeah, I may as well fill mine out. As we're there. I've got, I've got two for you. I got, I've got two. Unfortunately, neither of which is Steve Thomas, but I am going to take. Just looking at his points, it'd be stupid not to. I've got, I've got to take Danny Alfredson. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. The other one I had was uh, Kovalev. Oh, I had, I had, um, I had Milan Hedjuk. Yeah, good shout, good shout. I'll give you that as well. But yeah, Danny Alfredson rounds out my right wing. Absolute fucking legend. What have we got left there? So I two need, goalies. You need. You need one more. You D. need a right D. I need a left D. Um, Am I done on my centres? Yeah, that's it. Goalies each, and you need a left wing. My left wing. So I'm going to take my. I'm going to take the goalie because <laughs> I'm safe there. It's hard. I've got three that I'm choosing between, but I've got to go with what I know. Okay. And I'm going to go with Pecorino. Really? Yeah. I'm sure there's people that I'm not quite. There's a countryman there that I think I'm disrespecting. But that's that's ignorance more than anything. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm not gonna. Okay. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've taken I've taken him now, so it's yeah, it is what it is. What what are you gonna go for? You're gonna go for your um. Oh, I'm taking my last centre. You gonna take your right D? You gonna take your left winger? Your goalie? I'm taking my right D. I get, this was a this was a, a a dig into right D's. I fucking I mean I was so struggling with this. Yeah. And it was that kind of thing where I was kind of hoping I'd get mine filled out before you did. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to panic and think, oh God, who am I taking? But if I'm onto my third pair in D at right wing, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to take Frederick Olison. Yep, yeah. That's my, uh, my he, third pair he in was, right D. He was one that I was doing some research like, okay, cool. He looks like he was good. <laughs> I'll believe you. <laughs> he looks like a guy from Europe who played on the right side of defence. So I've, great. <laughs> I've never fucking heard of him, but he looks like he was. He played over a thousand games. He's got to have been decent. He must have been decent, and he did. He did get a ring, well, so he's good in the room, obviously, which is very important. I think I think he made the All Star <laughs> team a couple of times. I might be making it up, but who did you he have? Did. did you have anyone else left on right D? No, that was it. I've married Zidlicky as my other one. 
Oh yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't think of that. No. I will. I'll round out my lefty, and I'm going to take Roman Hamilik for the name alone. The... I had no, I completely, completely forgot. First overall, he went. Yeah, in '92. Yeah, completely forgot that. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Was he? No, he can't have been the last. Was there any first overall European players between him and Darlene? There must have been, wasn't there? Oh yeah, Ovechkin. Ovechkin, yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Christ. <laughs> Who uh... And probably like three or four others that we've just forgot because we're just like that's what happened. Players we've never heard of. Yeah, like Neil yeah. Yakupov. <laughs> like Neil Yakupov. <laughs> that's amazing. Christ. Talk about showing your asses. And we both got to that. And we both got to Yakupov at the same time. <laughs> that's fabulous. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Useless. Absolutely useless oh, people. Fucking pair of idiots. I've been looking at so many names over there. Since I've had this idea, I've done so much research. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's offensive. We should do a little honourable mentions at the end of this. Because I've got quite a we few should names do some honorable I want to chuck out there. Yeah, yeah. Where, uh, where are you so going? It's my left wing, my left wing, your centre, then my goalie, and we're done, right? Yeah, yeah. Should we do it in that order? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? I'm going to take Vyacheslav Koslov. Yeah, very good. Very good. A very good choice. The the player I really didn't want to take was a uh, Danny Heatley out of Hamburg, oh, Germany. Oh shit! Not yet, of course. And if I'd have taken God. Danny Heatley and you took Artemi Panarin, I'd have felt like the biggest fucking idiot. Back to back fifty goal seasons, though, mate. You can't you can't knock it, mate. Can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, oh. Fourth line centre. Igor Larionov. I can't I can't leave him there. I can't let him be. Yeah, yeah. And uh Yeah, I've got I've got two left for the goalie. Who who are you gonna take? I don't think you're gonna have either one of the what goalie I'm gonna take. Oh alright, alright, hold on a second then. Bearing in mind, let's remember folks, I've got the greatest goalkeeper goalie ever as my starting goalie. So this is purely a backup position. Let's not lose our heads when I make this choice, okay? Is it, is it Sergei Bobrovsky? <laughs> it's, only, it's only regular season Columbus Sergei Bobrovsky, not the Florida Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. Wait, we, we've already established the Bruins bias, so it's going to be fucking uh, Yaroslav Halak, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, you ain't far off. I'm taking two Karask, oh, okay? I didn't even... Didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. I'm taking to Karask. I'll, I'll give you that one. That's fair enough. For those of you out there, just in case you are out there who think I'm insane, Dominic Hasek's career save percentage is 9.22. Tuka Rask's career save percentage is 9.22. Okay? Okay, don't, don't even... Wait, try, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. A couple of other things. When Tim Thomas won the Consmite in 2011... In 2013, Tukarask was statistically better in that playoff run and again was better in the playoff run last season. If the Bruins had won those cups, he would have won both consmites. He is an exceptional elite goalie and I don't get, he does not get anywhere near enough respect in my opinion. See now that- I think he's a, he's a great goalie. He is a great goalie and criminally, criminally underrated so criminally underrated that when I took Pekarene, I thought I was disrespecting Mika Kiprasov. Here's the thing. I had Kiprasov. All right, okay. I had Kiprasov. But then when I looked into Kiprasov's stats, Rask is better. 
I was like, well, why wouldn't I? Joking aside, again, all jokes included. It's a backup role. Like, Tuka Rask is my backup goalie. <laughs> How bad can it be? I've got the greatest goalie this, ever, and this it's is, fine. This is fucking it, isn't it? You could have taken Ilya Bruzgalov, and you'd probably be all right, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd be all right. You'd be all right. <laughs> you, and here's the thing as well, back in the day... Yeah, hash X from that time where goalies played seventy five games. So it's like not Rask's not even gonna play, so it'd be fine. <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. He'll do it he'll do a yeah. six OT and then play the next day. Play a play yeah. a day game. Hash X started over hundred game seasons anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> right. There we go. I've, I've Fantastic again. A lot of fun. Who who was the player that you thought was particularly controversial? It was Rask. It was Rask. Oh okay. I don't I it was Rask because I, again he doesn't get anywhere near enough talk about elite goalies ever. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I, I, I can't. I think it's madness. Blame with that, to be honest. I think so. We got who's who's some high high profile people that were left off. Kent Nilsson didn't get picked. Two. Who was that? Sorry, Kent Nilsson. I had um, Anders Hedberg, right winger. Okay. Yeah. Again, like I said, nobody picked. Yeah, nobody picked uh, Milan Hedjuk. Again, Zetterberg, um, Saku Koivu. Nicholas Backstrom yeah. probably needs to be considered in these sort of conversations, really. Yeah, we talked about, yeah, no one took Henrik Sedin. How about Kopitar? He was the one who I thought, I had him fifth on my centres, but I I didn't have the stones to carry on through with that. Yeah, I, I, like I said before about someone else, you could, if, you, if you'd have argued with me a strong enough case, I might have had him 4C. It's the, it's the recency... Not the bias; it's the recency detriment where players who play now just don't appear. We just don't think they're as good. Yeah, which was talked about. You know, we talked about before. Legends. Like Malkin, Kopitar is an incredible, incredible player. One of the best, one of the best Europeans to ever play the game. But he just doesn't get that amount of love because he plays now. Without a doubt, um, Alexei Kovalev didn't get picked. God, yeah. I'd have had, I'd have had Kovalev in there. Um, Alexei Yashin, another one I'd, I'd considered. Kiprasov, I'd Nabokov. Evgeny Nabokov on my uh, on my other as my last goalie, Leon Draisaitl had as as my uh, my number one centre on my list. <laughs> you know, again though, you could make an argument. You want to argue? You want to argue enough that he should be four C or three C? All right, yeah, I'll, I'll listen take, to your argument. Take it, I've got take it, I've got all day for that. I reckon when it all said and done, he's going to be as good as as Larionov's going to be. Or as, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a very very interesting. Thing I had, I had Roman Yossi on my list as like an insurance lefty, just in case. Did you? I think it's a really good example of how hard it is to compare over over the generations. Oh, oh sorry, lefty. I had um, I had Sandy Sojalinch as well. Oh, and yeah. would you have listened? Would you have listened to any Victor Hedman talk? I threw him on at the end as like a Hedman kind of thing. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I'm Victor Hedman. I'm Victor Hedman. Well, it's, it's it's like we were saying the other day. Like I reckon you could make an argument that John Klingberg is one of the best right-handed European D men to play in the, the NHL. Like <laughs> looking at this list, he absolutely is. <laughs> and like you know, Oliver Ekman Larson is probably one of the best left you know, depending on how large that list is. Like left-handed European yeah, D men yeah. to play in, in the NHL sort of thing, and so on and so on. Like. In, in a lot of ways, take any D-man out of the 2000s, 2010s, and he's probably going to be better than a 70s or 80s D-man, just by default. Yeah. I don't know, Radko Gudis is probably better than <laughs> the majority <laughs> of 80s D-men. It's a, it's a hard one. You know what's interesting is, like, 
with our first four picks, you've got on your side, you've got the greatest European defenseman ever and the greatest goal scorer ever. And I've got the greatest goalie ever. And, and, the and maybe the best European, European player ever. Yeah, <laughs> I know, that's mad. That, that's another thing. Like, Yaga, un, undoubtedly the best European forward. Or even, even if you just break it down to the top four, two of the top four players on this list are from the Czech Republic. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And I had three players from the Czech Republic on my list. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Crosby on the Mount Rushmore and stuff. Yaga doesn't... Yaga's kind of been forgotten a bit, hasn't he? In a weird way. I think the weird thing for Yaga is he had a lot of years in the wilderness where like he didn't quite get there like you know with the rangers with the capitals yeah true a lot of time where he was playing really well like he won fucking art ross in i forget whether it's washington or new york but like at that time between him leaving pittsburgh and him leaving for the khl yeah was a big time of like underappreciation for him just because his teams couldn't get the job done yeah, that's right, that's right. Yes, it's a very weird legacy, I think, Yarami Yaga has. And it, you know what? The proof is in the in the numbers, because I said to you, a thousand nanos, and you were like, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he, <laughs> he had nearly was... 2,000 points. <laughs> and you're like, did he? No, <laughs> Holy did he? shit. Am I? Last thing I want to mention, so before we get out of here, some fantastic nicknames for some of these players. Just Fantastic. I don't know if you've got any of these down, but Solane, the Finnish Flash. Yeah, Finnish Flash. Bure, the Russian Rocket. Datsuk, the Magic Man. Ah. The Great Eight for Ovi. Yeah, Great Eight. Uh, Salming was the King. The King. Dominator. Dominator, yeah, yeah, yeah. Konstantinov was Vlad the Impaler. Oh, Fucking mate. amazing. Fucking what a nickname. What more could you want out of that? Vlad the Impaler. I know. I always hoped, I always hoped, it, one of those weird little things of, oh, one day this will happen. I always wished that I would be good enough at something that somebody would give me a nickname like that. <laughs> Not just like my wife's done, which is like, oh, you are so come here or something. Not one of those, but, you know, <laughs> a good one. I do, I'm, I'm always hesitant to to bring this up. But I do, <laughs> go, on, go on. When I was playing Ice, I, I got a nickname. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Strap in, folks. Here, here we go. go. I got a nickname. Go on. I, I got a nickname that was so cemented that when I left to move to Norfolk to have the baby, I was presented with a jersey with my nickname on the back. <laughs> Fantastic. This is one of the best things about me actually not knowing you before you even started this whole podcast up three and a half years ago, is that I don't know this. I'd love to know. Go on. Uh, my, uh, my nickname was Disco. And Why? Because of the way that I dance in front of the net when I'm screening a goalie. <laughs> Because <laughs> for as as you well know, Dan, a very Fantastic. a very slight man, an extremely <laughs> extremely slight man, um, I've I've generally made my living in a hockey rink um, as a net front presence. It's a big a big body up front. <laughs> big body up front. Big body up front. I don't Yeah, if you don't know, folks, Will is about six foot three and about 150, 115 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say one hundred and fifty. Okay, you're kidding me, aren't you? I'm, I'm one hundred and fifteen if I'm wearing my thickest tracksuit, <laughs> fresh out of the wash, so it's soaking wet. Oh, disco. There That's you go. Amazing. Disco. disco. Yes, yeah, so I've got a uh, I've got a beautiful jersey in uh, in glitter. Iron on print on the back, uh, Big Daddy Disco number one. 
you know what, mate? Do you know what? Disco is a bloody good nickname. That's a really good nickname. I don't, I don't mind it. I'm very proud of, of having it. <laughs> I like that a lot. Go, I saw mate. the other day, there was a... For some reason, you know how the way YouTube algorithm works? And if you watch one video about something, that's it. Your entire bloody YouTube recommended list is flooded with that. Yeah. I watched one video of an NBA dunk contest from like the two, 2002 or something stupid. <laughs> and, and now YouTube's and that's got like, recommended. Oh, so you're a big NBA fan, are you, Dan? <laughs> yeah. So YouTube's like, oh, you're doing an NBA podcast, dear. Let's help you with that out. Okay, yeah, thanks. There was a there was a, a white basketball player who used to do all these fancy passes and flicks and moves, and his nickname was White Chocolate. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, that's amazing. That's such a cool nickname, White Chocolate. That's so good. I was just so jealous immediately. <laughs> oh, there we go I hope you enjoyed this one everybody fun as always and uh, yeah we'll talk to you later peace